Welcome to the Practical Ascension Podcast. I'm your host and soul alchemist, Tracy Goody. Stay with me for practical guidance and flow for your modern life through this time of ascension. Today on the Practical Ascension Podcast, I am joined by therapist, coach, and body worker Natasha Carlton Dewhurst. Natasha is an overwhelmed and exhausted person's secret weapon. Her mission is to enable women to repair, rebuild, and redefine themselves after fatigue, burnout, or traumatic experiences without spending years doing so. Natasha uses a combination of therapy, coaching, and bodywork to safely guide and support her clients to remove bad habits, limiting beliefs, and emotional pain helping them to heal at a subconscious, cellular, and conscious level, which is exactly what I absolutely love. Today, Natasha will be sharing with us insights into what's feeding your burnout and how to banish it. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you, Tracy. So pleased to be here. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. And I was just telling Natasha before we started the recording too, I had a chance to check out where her website. So I'm very interested in her area of expertise around this. And now before we're diving into this powerful topic, um, and I've been noticing it's incredibly widespread lately as well, something else I was mentioning, especially among these female heart-centered entrepreneurs um, that I connect a lot with, I'd love to hear a little introduction to your story and how you've come to where you're at today. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's a very interesting story and sadly a very common one. Um, but let me tell you um, about it because my journey started back in 2008 when I burnt out pretty spectacularly and all the way through until the end of 2011, Tracy, I was in a wheelchair whenever I left my house. Yeah. Um, yeah, really challenging times with two small children. Mm. And the reason that I was bound in a wheelchair was simply because I had worn this mask of perfectionism to hide my feelings and emotions for so long. I was, and it, you know, it's a common story, sadly, but I was working and I felt that I had to be superwoman at work. I was superwoman at home, keeping all those plates spinning, all those balls in the air. And I was just people pleasing and spinning around on that hamster wheel of life. And I had this mantra that, you know, if only I could work a bit harder, I could get ahead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if I could just do this one more thing and the next thing comes up and you're like, no. So I had this image of success to the world. I looked like I had everything together, the great career, the fantastic children, the beautiful home. And I had this kind of belief that I needed to be perfect and show everybody that I was perfect to hide the dysfunction that I'd faced in my childhood and was also experiencing in my marriage at that point. Um, oh, yeah, really hard time. And, you know, at the end of it, I, I just didn't exist. I didn't know who I was didn't know how to stop Tracy I didn't know where to get help I was miserable and I felt broken in myself and all I could think about every single day is how could I stop how can I stop how can I get out of this and then one day I just stopped and I couldn't get out of bed mm. 
So that's how my journey started. And um, really from there, I discovered that conventional medicine couldn't help me and I had to take my recovery into my own hands because I had two small children. So disappearing under the duvet was not an option. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I know, and I'm resonating with your story already because I have I have somewhat of a similar one too when I had small kids. So continue, yes, I love this. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, I managed to stand back up and I say this, you know, a bit of a pun, but I stood back up physically, emotionally and financially for my family. You know, I walk around fine today. I'm no longer needing a wheelchair. I don't have any energy issues. I don't burn out in running my business. Even after a launch, I can feel when I, you know, I need to manage things better. But how I managed to get through that was understanding what was causing my body to feel this certain way and how it was disabling the movement of how I felt emotionally. Mm. So a lot like, and although this might sound a little crazy, but the reason that many of us feel that we're burning out at work or in our business is, and everything's feeling like this big struggle and you just don't really want to be doing what you're doing and you feel like you're building something you hate. Mm. And it, it doesn't come down to what you're building. It comes down to what you're feeling inside. Yeah. And those pains that you feel, they're coming from an emotional disturbance that's linked to something that's happened to you. Mm. You feel that it's unique. You're isolated. You, you know, you might feel that you can't tell anyone. But the good news is, is that it is common enough for us to finally work out and understand what's going on. So for me, this journey of mine led me then to being trained to help others so they could have a deeper understanding that any heavy emotions they were feeling, any sabotaging behavior, any physical ailments were actually connected um, to their emotions and that by healing their emotions, that takes care of all of the physical side. And the benefits of that then is that productivity, that focus, having healthier relationships with people around you, especially yourself, most mm. importantly, but enjoying your business, enjoying yeah. running that, 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 your baby that you've set up to, you know, get out there. So for me, um, that's exactly what I did for myself. So I decided then and there I wanted to help other female entrepreneurs understand this same feeling, to understand the reason behind, you know, what was going on for them. Because for me, I feel and I, I'm sure you'll, you'll agree with this, that, you know, the entrepreneurs are the unsung heroes. And like many unsung heroes, they're left out. They're left to struggle. They're not often able to relate and share their pain and struggles to anyone because in their network, in their communities, they're the person that's running ahead of the pack. Mm -hmm. They're leading the pack, <laughs> even though we don't feel like we are at times. So that's why I wanted to help female entrepreneurs because by helping them to harness their own power and make change and live out a life that they enjoy. The amount of lives they then affect by default of what they do is rippled and multiplied and can have that, you know, that massive impact in our, our local communities. There's so many things I want to unpack there. <laughs> I, I love this topic so, so much. It, it makes so much sense. And kind of what I see is it's like, these women, and I will count myself as one of them, and I, my similar story to you is when I had, I had um, three young children and I was just at the point where I had started my first online business, I had a VA business, which is a business that you can 
really hustle at. <laughs> yeah. You can really, really hustle at, and it's hard to um, make those boundaries if you have that type of personality that wants to, if I can just work a little harder. So I very much resonate with that. So I did a similar thing and I got myself into this like a hypoglycemia situation. So my blood sugar was like insane. And it was to the point where I was nauseous. I was sick every day, didn't have any energy, extremely emotional and depressed. And, yeah. it all came, and it was funny because it all came and it was very metaphorical at the same time. And it's because I wasn't giving myself any attention. Wasn't, you know, I was living off of coffee and whatever food scraps I can really quickly right so it's just and it's interesting too um the what this brings up is I see it in a lot of women especially those that work at home and especially those that are Mm -hmm. juggling a lot of other things whether they have kids other family obligations even pets like I mean we try to juggle so many different things at once and it is it's just kind of like um we're just kind of have our heads above water a lot of the time when not paying attention to you know, how under the water we feel, or if we feel like we're floating. Um, It's kind of just like this thing that can sneak up on us where our head's just above water. And then all of a sudden that wave can come. And that's like the health thing that kind of comes and just knocks us out. So that there's nothing we can do but look at it, right? Absolutely. It's so true. We paddle furiously around trying to keep all these balls up in the air. And like you say, we think that that's a sign of strength and we don't see any other way. And like you say, that wave analogy, it takes one thing and all the balls drop and you just think, oh, why didn't I make that change? Why, why wasn't, why didn't I ask? Why didn't I find that help? But sometimes we're brought up by our parents or by people in our families telling us, you know, well, that's a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. You put your head down, you carry on, you don't ask for help. You don't tell people about your emotions. (laughs) Exactly. And even in business too, like it's only in the last um, few years that it's it's really kind of changing uh, the mindset around business that it doesn't have to be in this hugely masculine force 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 way. So I think women are really kind of just starting to break out of that and wake up to that the more relaxed um, flowing business that can occur. Yes, it's so true. I see a lot of that happening now where that energy has just changed and along with it that kind of you know it sounds like a very cliche phrase but that ease and joy yeah. that. No, it it can be there. It doesn't have to be like you say, the hustle, hustle, hustle. We have a choice, and both, you know, well, I know which one I prefer, but you know, the the valid choices for us give us the results and the energy. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And I mean, I'm somebody who I logically understand this, and I've been through the health thing, and I'm coming on the other side, and I'm very mindful about. how much I'm putting into work. Cause if I'm unchecked, I will just go crazy and just continue. Um, and I've been noticing that for myself in, in the past week, actually, I'd finished a launch a few weeks ago and then I've had so much excitement about actually creating the program, um, now and like having the people in it that I had to stop myself. And my husband kind of notices my signs here too. And he's like, Hey, so this evening you're doing nothing like this weekend you're doing nothing like it's just I have to pull myself back in and be mindful and notice okay if I'm reaching for a coffee instead of sitting down for a meal this means indicator that this is not the energy that I want to be in yeah so perfect so what I'm hearing is as a team you're noticing those symptoms that are pulling you and that you're slipping a little bit and that's pulling you back yeah and it, it so important isn't it if you can have that conversation with somebody in your family and just say look you know if you see me grabbing the coffee and the packet of crisps yeah 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and it goes the other way as well for so many of my clients. I have clients that then absolutely become paralyzed yep. and they procrastinate and they can't take action. And the shame that they mm. feel is mm-hmm. massive. Yep. Yeah, and I've you know what I've been there too. That's that's my winter months. See the sun, the sun's coming out now. It's spring here, so I'll go into the overwork phase. But in the winter phase, I will tend to go into the the depressive. I don't really want to do anything phase, and then it does. It loops around the guilt and the shame because yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm very familiar with these topics here. I think you all are. Yeah. <laughs> I love your perspective. And I know my husband, when he sees that coming, sometimes he'll just scream at me. He's like, go get your goddess time. Like go down by the river or something. And brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So now with, um, with all of this being said, what are some of the common contributors? And I, I know we've opened this up a little bit, but what are some of the common contributors that you're seeing as feeding this and perpetuating this burnout cycle that people have? Yeah, there's there's a really clear pattern about the feeding of the burnout. And um, there's there's two parts to this. And, you know, one of the parts that you, you know, you I'm sure you've been familiar with is the language. So, you know, my clients come to me and we just kind of, you know, we find out what kind of things are they saying about themselves, about their skills. And when 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 I hear those words, especially if, if it's somebody procrastinates and there's a lot of shame around that you know we have they have these inner critics and we all we've all got them mm-hmm. but the inner critic then becomes you know insatiable in in you know that constant criticism and the negativity and so there's this inner battle going on with this dialogue of we know we need to be positive and we need to kind of you know set our affirmations and our intentions and then we've got this inner critic going yeah well it's not gonna make any difference Rah, rah, rah. And it's yeah. that inner critic often has a, fam, a, a mother or a father's voice or a teacher's voice from when that person was younger, but there's that, that constant kind of negativity. So what I'm noticing with, with, with um, feeding the burnout is the language. So things like this is too hard, this is a struggle, um, you know, I just can't get past this next step, I can't hold on to any any money, I'm, I'm exhausted all the time, I'm never going to have the energy, whatever the pattern of language is, I, I hear that again and again. So we dive under that and find out, well, what are the unconscious beliefs mm. that all the stories that are underneath that language? So you're saying that it's too hard, that you don't have the right energy. What's what's coming out from that? So in the in the kind of business um, that they're running or that my clients are running, they're constantly trying to override a program that they've got internally. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So- so they're not moving forward because they've got this internal program and externally they're pushing and pushing and pushing. And because they're not moving forward, they get stuck in this energy where we're working these really long days, we're doing everything, we're not delegating anything. And then bam, the burnout comes. So the the language that's being used is a key. It, 
it, it leads us into the beliefs and the stories that are locked in our autopilot that have come from experiences that we've been through or from our family and our community. Um, you know, well, you know, if you're going to run a business, you have to work 14 hour days, you can't have any holidays, whatever it is. So if you've adopted beliefs and stories, then you are going to be stuck in that energy of pushing, pushing, pushing nothing changes you push even harder and then you get to the point that you you burn out mm -hmm. so that language is 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 just feeding so you know if nothing else if people can be mindful and catch that language and then flip it then they're going to see progress and they're going to see change that's brilliant because anybody can do that like it's not like you need to um you, it's just about being mindful of the words that are coming up i really like that yeah, it's so simple. It's so simple. And you can kind of, you know, right, okay, just for a day, you know, or a weekend, yeah. let me check my language. Is it, am I saying something that's helpful? Am I saying something that's unhelpful? And am I saying something that's actually quite damaging? Mm -hmm. And making a, a note, a log of that over a, over a period of time, and then you can quite quickly see the pattern that we have. And then just something as simple as then writing the complete opposite. Don't have to believe it at the time if, you, if that feels too far of a step to take. But then when you hear that language coming up, go back to the flipping it and, and saying the positive. It makes a massive difference. Exactly. Because it's, <clears throat> excuse me, because it's just kind of like each time you're doing it, you're, you're kind of creating these new neural pathways and rewiring your brain little bits at a time so that it's not about as soon as you notice it, you have to change it right away. It's exactly. just about slowly changing it over. Yeah. And it's being gentle with yourself, isn't it? You know, we, we often think when we make a change, like you say, we have to make this big leap, but actually yeah. we just need to take a small step mm. and then the big leap will come from all of those small steps. That's so, you know, so true. Yeah. It's brilliant. So, and yeah. I, yeah, sorry, continue. I, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving your insight on this. It's such a different <laughs> perspective from, from what I have. So it's really cool. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, it is so important because yeah you know, that, that operating um, system that we have, our autopilot, Tracy, it's 95% of our mind is subconscious. And that includes all of our beliefs and our values. And, you know, if that's coming from a place of life is hard, you can't have that success, you're too tired, you're too ill, you, you know, you, you can't have what everybody else has. If that's coming up for you, 95% of your day and your yeah. thoughts, then you know you, you you end up burnt out because you just feel despondent you lose motivation you have no evidence that you can change it because despite working these long days and putting all of this hustle into your work you're still not moving forward so yeah that's one of the key things that I work with with my clients it's a real game changer mm, I love that so much um, so the other yeah. thing I notice with the, um, you know, with the contributors to feeding the burnout and perpetuating it, Tracy, is the routines that people follow or the lack of routines. And, you know, I'm sure this will again resonate with so many of us that run our own businesses, but having a lack of focus. Mm. Um, and that's not only in kind of the focus of what we're, we're, we're concentrating on at that point in our 
business, our, our project, our main goal. It's also comes down to the minutiae when we're, we're carrying out a task and we start multitasking. Yes. And we're, you know, we're, we're like, oh, I need to write some copy, but I'm going to quickly check my email and check my, my social media and take a phone call. And, you know, we, we start trying to do too many things at once. And I don't know whether this is an English saying, but I'll share it with you. We say it's calling spreading the jam too thin so nobody gets a taste. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense too. And I know when I have days like that, and I, I can see the big contrast in the days when I'm in kind of that energy or the days that I'm in flow. When the days when I'm in that energy and I'm in this multitasking and trying to get a lot of stuff done, I'll come at the end of the day and be like, I feel like I've done nothing today. Where in contrast, I could like be in a flow day, stop working at 1 p.m., have a nap, and by the time it's evening, I'll be like, I got so much accomplished today. It's insane. So it's, it's so really quite crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So the other routines that I notice with my clients is this boom bust cycle. Mm. So, um, you know, we know we're in the burnout zone or we're getting very close to it, but we justify it. If I just push myself keep going in this place just till I've launched, just till I've completed this project, just till I've, you know, set up a new sales page, whatever it might be. We keep justifying. And then of course we, we, we boom, we bust. And that's a, that's a very common pattern for people who are in burnout. And then one of the, um, you know, obviously the, the biggest factors is that lack of self care. Mm we end up in a place where we're in that energy of we have to do everything ourselves and we expect our bodies and our minds to be like machines. Yeah. You know, we, we start pushing ourselves. We don't take proper breaks. We're not sleeping properly because we're not having any downtime. So we're not processing anything properly. And we, you know, like you said, we, we grab the coffee instead of sitting down and having a meal. So mm-hmm that self-care we we pay it lip service possibly we might have a bubble bath once a week but our proper routines around food sleep exercise they've gone out the window and with that comes you know a real um lack of boundaries about trying to uphold them Absolutely. And it's, it's just the basic things too. You're not talking about going for a spa day. You're just talking about very basic things. Exactly. It's such, it's such simple things that I think until we end up in that place of being burnt out, we don't realize how important they are. We think they're a nice to have a luxury, but they're not, they are a core part of our operation as a human being we we don't operate properly without that balance of of care and it's quite insane when you think about it (laughs) that we've got to this point now where we're think we're as women it's kind of just like you know we're we're coming into um you know women are finally starting to come up to like equality and getting our power back and everything like that and we're just like okay well let's just do all of the things now because we can yes let's 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 just calm down about it here and take care of ourselves too yeah, it's so true, isn't it? We we take on so much. And I use that, that phrase, it's very overused, but it's so true. You know, we feel that we're superwoman. Yes. yes. You know, we can do everything, so we will do everything. Yeah. And if we kill ourselves trying, well, well, at least we've tried. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, if and that's something else I'll hear sometimes is just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. 
Um, exactly. I've in lots of places and like even to like doing laundry and things like that when my children are pretty well some of them are old enough to be doing that and I kind of try and remind myself of that I can do this and it's easy for me it doesn't mean I should do it and it's not helping yeah. them either yeah and it's a time thing isn't it we yeah. we say you know okay if I do the laundry it's done in five minutes if I have to show my daughter to how to do yeah. the laundry it's that more time and I can't take the time right for the business because if I don't do that the business won't move forward and it's that vicious cycle mm -hmm. and that's that goes with businesses with and just while we're kind of on this delegating and teaching thing it's like hiring a VA right so it's like I see a lot of business over and I just hired two VAs too so it feels like it feels so good <laughs> oh I can imagine yeah it's investing yeah. that time to you know teach the people what it is you need how to support you and then it is it's an investment in in your own self it, it absolutely is and that's you know again that's something that comes up time and time again as feeding the burnout is not delegating mm. not investing in ourselves and just not having those that communication that says this is these are my needs and this is what I need to do to, to you know stay happy and productive and enjoy my life and you know I love that you've you've got two VAs it's it's incredibly important because if we focus on the things that we really enjoy all the things that nobody else can do and we we hive off those other activities well already life feels so much better yes absolutely so now and you've shared so much good information i hope people are you know writing this down taking notes and going to be taking action on this what is there anything else that's coming up for you around advice you would offer to our listeners who are so done with their burnout and ready to break free of it Oh, absolutely. And and if I talk too long on this, Tracy, can't be. <laughs> okay. But we, we've talked about the mind, body and emotional connection. So, you know, the language and our focus, our daily focus is key. So, you know, if somebody's listening and they are absolutely on the border of burning out and they, you know, they're not sure what to do, the smallest step they can take is change their language and their focus. So moving away from running a business is a struggle. Life is too hard. Start giving your mind helpful information that will, will support you and work with you. So, you know, this is hard, but I have got the skills to do this. This mm. is a challenge but I'm stronger than my challenge. I can do this. And it just stops that conflict that goes on in our heads. Mm. Um, and, you know, and not only do we want our mind to believe us and work with us, but here's the key, Tracy. We want our mind to filter information that supports us. So, you know, we have 73,000 thoughts per day. We're presented with millions of pieces of information over the course of 24 hours. Now, when we're in a place of lack and struggle and challenge, what happens is our mind filters the information and it shows us everything to support how we're feeling. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. Let me show mm. you another bit that, that backs that up. Now, changing our language and saying, you know, I've got this, this is a challenge and it's hard, but I can do this. I can do this with joy. I can take time for myself and still succeed. If you start looking and saying that, then your mind presents you with evidence that that is the case. So it's amazing how that simple thing can make such a change in your life. 
I, I so absolutely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And then some, you know, some other kind of tips for anybody that, you know, that's experiencing those heavy emotions. They feel like they're treading, you know, treading water every day and not, not getting it, getting anywhere. Then have a look and see what kind of, um, physical ailments you've got and see if you can start working out any connections you know actually when else did I feel like this when 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 else did I have this cracking migraine or these pins and needles and what was going on at the time and very quickly you can start building up a kind of emotional map of your body mm-hmm. um we all have a weak spot you know and and what what does that weak spot tell us? And, you know, understanding how our mind and body works together can be really helpful. So, um, you know, when we're children, if we're in a situation where we don't know what to do and we face overwhelming emotional pain, we then um, really try and avoid that pain for the rest of our lives subconsciously. Yeah. Um, so we feel that that situation was too much to handle. We then develop a belief about ourselves. So, you know, for me, I had quite a dysfunctional childhood and I felt that I wasn't as good as other people. Mm -hmm. And so I had this emotional pain. So I put on this perfectionism mask Mm. But for other people. This could be, you know, could be something, you know, as simple as just being told that perhaps, you know, people wouldn't want to listen to you or, Um, you know, it's not always trauma with a big T. Sometimes it can be these small T traumas where we've put our hand up in class and got something wrong a few times in a row and it's imprinted on our mind. And then we're going to, you know, make ourselves visible in our business. We get ill, we get the flu. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so there's these links that need unpicking. So, so, you know, just kind of get to know your body, get to know where these emotions and these physical ailments are linked. Um, And then I think accepting that we do have limiting beliefs and they show up as these self-sabotaging behaviours and being open to that and exploring those. And I love that you mentioned, Tracy, the, um, you know, rewiring the neural pathways, because this is, you know, this is a a therapy that's available to anybody can change these old patterns that we uh, that we've been living with so if we're somebody that's burnt out getting ill um you know we're really struggling we can actually then choose to go and explore that with a qualified therapist and we can change those neural pathways and um, have instead of unhelpful pathways that are sabotaging us in our business we can have positive pathways that are working with us and supporting us absolutely so yeah so if you're feeling it number one you can begin to take action yourself by paying attention to what is coming up yeah paying attention first and number two dive in go find somebody (laughs) find somebody you can work with and start diving into it because it's going to pay you back it's an investment just like delegating just like teaching your kids to fold laundry it's an investment that's going to continue to pay you back and it's going to it's going to help everywhere and i don't i don't know about you i'm sure you'll agree with this too but whenever you can allow yourself to be more in this state of flow move past those programs and be focusing on um on on the best parts things work out easier in your business. Things work out easier in your life. Everything just becomes 
slightly easier or a lot easier in some cases. So it's worth the investment. Oh my goodness. And you know, and when people have done that, that piece of work and they've made those changes, they always say, I wished I'd done it years ago. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're fearful of opening the lid. We Mm. feel that if we do that, that we're going to be overwhelmed even more, Mm. that we are not going to be able to cope. And actually, it's an incredibly freeing and liberating process. Mm. And life just becomes fun again. Our sense of humor has come back. (laughs) Yes, my goodness. It's it's so time for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of, you know, the the internal things. I think, you know, the external things that we can be doing if we are close to burnout and we're just wanting to break through that is to, you know, really evaluate the commitments that we have and the non-essentials that we could remove from our lives. So, you know, if we didn't feel obligated, if we didn't, you know, feel that we should do something, what could we get rid of and stop doing completely and it wouldn't have an impact? So, that's quite a freeing exercise. And then, you know, you and I were talking about delegating that comes into that as well, you know, evaluating those tasks and, you know, really do I need to be doing everything? Start pushing things to other people that are more skilled at doing them. Probably if it's accounts yeah. or administration tasks and, you know, or whatever it might be, there's some incredibly talented support people out there that, that can help and focusing on the things that bring us joy all that nobody else can do. Mm, I so agree with that. Which actually leads me on to, you know, focusing on one thing in your business. Um, you know, we we tend to to sometimes have a, a business that we've grown and, and pivoted and changed over the years. And sometimes it's a really good idea to just stop yeah. and to have a look at our business and to make sure that it's it's coming from our own core values mm. and, and our you know our our own ideals of how we want this to be and, and the life that we want to live. Because if we've gone too far down that path and the business no longer kind of feels like it's aligned to us, then again, the burnout then creeps in because we're not enjoying what we're doing and we become miserable. Mm. So realigning the business is important, focusing on one thing. And probably the last thing I think is important that you, Tracy, you know, worded beautifully about your seasonal kind of flow um, is planning our work around our energy cycles, remembering that we're not machines and you know, some activities that we do can be incredibly energizing, but other activities are incredibly draining. Using that pattern of your own energy. So when am I at peak energy in my day? Right, that's when I'm going to do the really demanding activities. So getting smart with how we schedule what we need to do in our businesses can be really, really helpful for burnout as well. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm getting to know myself. I'm, I'm about 10 years in business at this point. And every year I'm learning more and more stuff about myself. And I'm learning that first two weeks of January shouldn't be doing a thing, should not be doing anything at all, at least for two weeks to a month in the summer, 
total downtime, like redo everything. And this is just from kind of my natural rhythm where I've been noticing every year, that's just what my body wants. And yeah. it, it seems to be the same every year. So now just planning for it makes it, it's shifted over from, oh, well, I have guilt and shame because I feel like I should be working, you know, this many hours this month at this time of year, or it's the start of the year. This is when everybody's getting started. But for me, that's when I need my downtime and my cocoon time to, um, to kind of reevaluate everything that I'm doing. And when I allow myself to do it, as opposed to feeling guilt and shame that I should be doing the work, it's, it transforms everything in the entire year. It transforms everything in how I feel about my business, my family, my, my life. Uh, so it's, it's really miraculous when you are paying attention to that stuff. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And that, I love that. I think that's just so, so important to listen to what you need because when you work with yourself instead of against yourself, like you say, that flow then, mm comes out in your business and you move to that next step the project is completed you enjoy it your income might increase whatever it is the flow is there and it's yep. it you say it's enjoyable and the relationships in your life with your family that's beautiful yeah, because that, that makes all the difference. Whenever I'm feeling, uh, you know, guilt and shame about my business or feeling like I'm not doing enough or not doing what I should be doing, it, it directly affects the relationships I have because I'm not, I'm not fully present as I am when things are flowing beautifully, <laughs> if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so now can you uh, tell me, this is a question that I ask all of my guests, when is a time when you stepped into ascendant living? So transformed a challenge or a struggle into growth. And I mean, your whole story sounds like this to me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think that that, you know, we've touched on my story. I think that really is the, the, the biggest example of my life because it, it sums up so much, you know, I grew up as this child who had a deeply religious family, children were seen and not heard, you mm -hmm. certainly weren't allowed to show any emotion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never learned to process my emotions, to voice my needs, I was incredibly quiet. And, you know, you, you've no idea how those patterns impact your life. But for me, this burnout was a gift. And they call it a dark gift. I'm sure you've probably heard that saying. Yep. <laughs> and it is so true. As cheesy as it is, it's so true. Because for me, all of a sudden, I could see how everything I'd been through, the masks of perfectionism, feeling like I was an imposter when I was actually doing a great job in my business and mm -hmm. my career, you know, all of these things made sense that actually it was the, the trauma that I had been through that led me to have these beliefs, these unhealthy patterns that didn't serve me. And you know, and also to have robbed me of some basic skills that I need. So yeah, that can be seen as, you know, as a challenge. And, you know, for me, moving past that and being able to share my story with my clients means that they're able to sometimes for the first time, put words to the experiences that they've had and make sense of their own journeys. Mm, yeah, because it's so much of it is subconscious that it's sometimes it's tricky to tell. And that's why having these outside um, influences and coaches and support systems helps you to see those blind spots. And it's kind of like, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, we 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 internalize these struggles. Mm. We're ashamed that if we're finding life difficult, but you surround yourself with people that have been through similar things, or you get yourself a great coach or therapist, and all of a sudden it's a game changer. So for me, you know, actually qualifying as, you know, not only as a, a therapist and as a coach, I've done a lot of trauma work with Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. And to be able to help people understand and make sense of the changes that happen to their brain mm. and why patterns that show up as adults are actually, you know, set up from a childhood um, trauma or from, you know, being, being a young adult and going through experiences that were overwhelming and didn't have the skills to deal with. Helping people to make sense of that for me has been my massive growth. Mm. Oh, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know people are going to want to check you out, find out where they can find you. So what are you working on right now and where can listeners go to find you online? Thank you. So at the moment, I'm really excited because I've just developed a um, burnout breakthrough blueprint. And it's about helping people to overcome that overwhelming feeling of burnout without falling behind, secretly hating their business. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's for people that have tried other programs, they're still stuck, they can barely spare an hour a day. And the beautiful thing is, is in 60 days, they're in a completely different space. Mm. And, you know, and they've moved forward. So I'm just, you know, just loving that at the moment. So that's what I've been working on, um, as well as giving out lots of kind of, um, five minute mantras for kind of I call it the conditions of being human but the the bits and pieces that show up where we feel like we're stuck in a guilt cycle or shame or we're feeling uncomfortable with overwhelming emotions or we might want to be taking the next step in our business and feel uncomfortable so I've been putting that together a whole kind of catalogue of those mantras for people to just plug into five minutes a day they're all free they can just tap into them and use them to get through whatever's showing up for them as, oh, as a human that. being. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll link that um, in the show notes below where you can um, go to connect with Natasha too, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's, I mean, there's, there's my burnout breakthrough blueprint. There's a website. We can drop the link um, for that. Yeah. That's amazing. So now as we're wrapping up our interview here, and I thank you so much for joining me, um, I'm wondering if there's anything else you feel our listeners should know. Well, I think that my, my biggest learning, um, Tracy, throughout this whole journey was I always knew that I was walking on the edge of the cliff. And I always felt that I could pull it back anytime I chose I could, you know, change my eating, change my sleeping, stop working, you know, in insane hours in my business. Um, I, I always thought that I had that control and I could, could bring things back. And the truth was I didn't. And I fell off the cliff. So I think for me that the, the best piece of advice and in the words of Henry Ford, we all know this, but if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. And 
there really is no better time to make a change than now. So, you know, if you're feeling like you're stood on the edge of the cliff, please just rein it back in again because it took me three years to get back up on my feet again um but I know women that it's taken eight years ten years um and I just would hate for anybody to to end up in that place Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to check out practicalascension.com for your free membership, access to guided journeys, energy healings, activations, and more to deepen your practical ascension experience. And grab that all in the show notes below. Have an amazing day.